and welcome back to Lounge with Books. I'm Sophie. And I'm Claire. And we are two ex-librarians staying in touch through the power of books. And we are on our third book club book, which is The Salt Path by Raina Wynn. And this week we got to page 100, cruising through this book, I think, at quite a nice uh, pace. So hopefully you read along with us. I must say, Claire, I did actually read to page 110. What?! Because, didn't you think it was just on a bit of a cliffhanger at the end of page 100? Well, I, uh, to be honest with you, when I turned over the page, I stopped at the top of page 100. Did you? Oh, yes. Well, they'd met these people and I was just so curious about these people that I had oh. to know who they were. But by the end of the chapter, I still had no idea. <laughs> but it's such an interesting adventure, so... Next week, when you know we read to page one hundred and fifty, you'll see what I mean. I've only read ten pages extra, but uh, it, it's I very, mean, it, very interesting. I was, I'm always tempted to carry on reading. I do want to, but I'm being very good on myself and not doing it. Uh, it takes a lot of restraint. Yeah, but talking about the book in these fifty pages, obviously they're continuing their walk, and they do meet a cast of characters along the way they do yeah there's the really nice australian in the pub that lets them go in when they're soaking wet and lets them sort of warm up by the fire and and they don't you know they literally i think they only have like a cup of tea or something don't they because that's all they can afford and he lets them do the pub quiz don't they and they do the pub quiz yeah (laughs) and they basically stay there they stay there until till you know, they sort of leave her at 11 o'clock, don't they? And then have to pitch yeah. the tent in the dark. I don't know how they do that. No, I don't. <laughs> Can't even do it in the day. <laughs> I reckon I would be tempted to just pitch me tent in the pub garden and I try and get away with it. A lot of the walkers, yeah, a lot of the walkers that they meet on the road, they're like, oh, yeah, we pitched outside the visitor yeah. centre or we pitched outside the pub. But these guys, they're not pitching anywhere. That is no, they're public not. space. And what was quite funny is um, they met the Australian again because she had another poo moment, didn't she? <laughs> she can't catch a break with this pooing. No, there's always dog walkers <laughs> and it was the Australian. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> You'd be like waiting for the portaloo at least. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's strange, you know, with this book, even though it's non-fiction, because she writes in such a fictionalised way, yeah. it is told like a story and I sometimes forget that what's happening to them and the people that they're meeting are actually real people yeah like they're walking along the sand dunes and bump into the army doing like drills and stuff and you're like no way did that happen I know and they and they pick them up don't they and take them which is nice there's always little moments like that and then there's the horrible moment the dog incident isn't there outside the shop Mm. you know where the lady just turns around and calls them vagrants really and you're repulsive and dirty and what are you doing scrabbling Mm. on the floor you know but equally it was quite funny that the money was rolling down the hill after they dropped (laughs) it it was like oh my god Martha was chasing it (laughs) I think the worst part was is that at the bottom a little boy picked up like their last coins that they had yeah and the dad was like find us keepers (laughs) yeah what's up with his son with all the money and Moth's like but that's 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 my money (laughs) Oh, dear. It's just like the audacity of some people. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's just crazy, isn't it? And then there was the funny bit where, um, because they ended up, he'd stopped taking his prescription, hadn't he? Mm. Um, because he was 
starting to feel really bad. And so they camped out on the beach, didn't they? Like in this little hidden cove. And she discovered that he'd sneaked a radio in the backpack so he could listen to the cricket. To listen to the cricket. (laughs) (laughs) And it's funny because she didn't even pack... It's like a heat wave or whatever and she's yeah. burning to a crisp on this walk <laughs> yeah. and she didn't even pack sun cream because of the weight and he's there with a full-on radio <laughs> her priorities nose. i am so worried about skin cancer and her nose <laughs> how is her nose still on her face i don't I'm just know. curious does rain win have a nose i'm i'm dubious that her <laughs> nose survived the journey <laughs> oh And I do remember in the last podcast, Sophie, you talked about a little bit about her background and that she come, Mm. you know, she's quite middle class. And you discover something about her background, don't you? That yes, she does actually come from quite an affluent background, and her mum wanted her to be married off to somebody with acres and stuff like that, but. She goes against that and that's how she's ended up with moth. And she goes on lots of socialist rallies and protests against poll tax and and stuff like that. And she's doing all that, which her her mum completely disapproves of. Even down to when she's on her deathbed, she's still going on at her daughter about the fact that she's not marrying someone more with much more potential than moth. We kind of said as well last week that it feels like a love story, you know, and Mm. she touches upon the fact that all of her friends, they've grown old with their husbands and kind of lost that spark and they've just become old slippers, so to speak, is one of my favourite sayings. (laughs) Um, Whereas her and Moff have always had that spark and that adventure, but she kind of discloses in these pages that she's worried that they're moving away from that and he Mm. doesn't see her like that anymore and... It's the book is very very personal at times, and you, like I say, I forgot. I keep forgetting they're real people. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It it definitely reads as a story. I, I'm really enjoying it, Sophie. I'm really enjoying it. Yeah, I, I, I actually really like enjoy it. It's, it kind of gives me the Hobbit vibes because <laughs> I don't know if you've read the Hobbit, Claire, but there's a lot of walking. Yes, in the Hobbit, <laughs> a lot of walking, a lot of randos. And a sense of adventure with no real destination. And this has yeah. got all of those things. I'm just waiting for the goblins to appear. They certainly don't like to admit to people that where they are actually planning to walk to. They keep saying yeah. Land's End, don't they? And that's it. They don't yeah, go they, past that. They did that. say they, they passed two backpackers. And they did oh, say yes. the end of the walk. And they were like, oh, we're so jealous that you've got all that time because we would have done that. Oh, yes. So they've admitted it to, you know, some wild backpackers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's great. I'm really, like I say, it's really, really good. Mm. We're pretty much halfway through. I know, I know. Um, yeah. And I just wonder how the story's going to keep that pace alive because mm. surely there's only so long you can write about walking before it gets boring well i suppose you just hit, you you end up with lots of different stories though don't you i i'm just i'm amazed at how many people walk this path and i'm amazed at how many dog walkers are up that early in the morning yeah <laughs> this book has told me that dog walkers will be everywhere this is why dog walkers always find their dead body in these murder mysteries because they are everywhere <laughs> At all times of day. (laughs) Definitely. I am not an early morning dog walker, I have to say. 
<laughs> we we are literally spending our we like tonight we're walking on the beach in the dark i love it so you can just hear the sea coming in and uh you know there's you, you can sort of see because kind of the moon if the moon's out or you get a little bit of light pollution so you can see but yeah it's quite it's quite eerie and there's a house sorry i know we've gone off the subject there's a house right that sits on the clifftop and in the dark it looks like bates motel no, yeah. that's creepy. And, and, I need to take a picture of it. I will take a picture of it. It looks like the Amterville house from the Amterville horrors. Horror. <gasps> that's one yeah. of my favourite horror. Yeah. I don't even like horror films. I enjoyed that one. If I remember, I will take a picture and put it on Am- uh, on Instagram because it does freak me out a bit. And everyone can rate how scary this house is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The owners just post, stop taking pictures of my house. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, you live in a murder house. Come on now. <laughs> I am going to take a picture of it. I'll try and you put the should. book. I'll, do, I'll put the book in front of it and take a picture. Yeah. yeah. It's quite creepy. In Always got to plug the book. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what are we reading? So, oh, sorry. Yeah. Well, no, so, I was going to say the exact same thing. Um, so, are we uh, still on the same book? Yes, yes, yes. I'm still on the same book, which is The, the Green and Pleasant Land by Aisha Malik. Um, just quickly to say that he has announced in his village that he would like to build a mosque. He's doing it. It has not gone down well. So he announced it at like one of these village meetings, you know, village hall meetings. And um, everybody looked at him like he'd gone insane or something. And then the leader, this Shelley lady organized a meeting in the local pub which obviously he didn't get invited to to basically discuss the fact that he was wanting to build this mosque and he and his friend who is the reverend richard walked in on the meeting it was interesting that his friend is a reverend yeah church yes surely building the mosque is a religious issue perhaps well, that is funny because um, sometimes the story does chapters where it's in the perspective of one of the other characters and Richard has sort of said within himself that he's not comfortable with the fact that he wants to build a mosque. But because of who he is, he feels like he has to appreciate it and be um, supportive so he's kind of going along with it. Interesting. Yeah. Wow, this book sounds like it's a can of worms. <laughs> like yeah. it is going to open up some big discussions. Yeah, and there's the can of worms with his wife's son who oh. is seeing, who is going to go and see his real dad. He has asked if he can go and spend half term with him in Birmingham. Yeah, there's going to be something go wrong with that, I think. I I think he's got an ulterior motive. Yeah, he can't catch a break. His wife's getting back with their ex. Mm. He can't build his mosque. His mum died. Mm. Wow. Ooh, heavy stuff. Yeah. It's good. Um, I'm still on The Paris Apartment by Lucy Foley. May I just say, her writing style is so fast. It's just like, bam, 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 bam. So much stuff has happened. And I'm like, how am I only a quarter of the way through the book? What else is going to happen in this book? Like, it's just great. I, I just, it's crazy, Claire. 
She's found secret passages. She got locked in a wine cellar. Everybody is so suspicious. I'm just like, (laughs) who is the killer? Um, What, you've got no idea? Oh, you have. No, I, I think... I mean, I don't know if I want to share my suspicions just in case I'm wrong, but I've got a feeling her brother's either not dead and has been kidnapped or he was killed by his best friend, Nick, who is the other British person in the apartment and invited him to live there. Uh. Because Nick's apartment is barren, like no one lives there and it's always the British. Am I right? (laughs) It's got to be him. It's got to be. I don't know. Interesting. Plus, he seems the least suspicious at the moment. Like, all the other characters have motive, seem really dodgy. He doesn't. And I'm like, it's always the person that get, is your friend. Yeah. Or becomes your friend. Gets close as they can to the case, and they've actually done it. Mm. I could be completely wrong. I'm only a quarter of the way through. We'll see next week. Well, I'm hoping to finish it next week. I'm not sure whether I'll finish mine, but I'll try him. Yeah. It's it's so fast. I just need to sit down and read it. I'm just not in a reading mood at the moment. That's the problem. It's not the book's fault. The book is great. It's actually perfect when I'm in these moods where I don't want to read. You want something that you can just go bam, 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 bam. Yeah, yeah. I I think life is just busy. I'm quite busy, what with bits and pieces. So I'm reading every day. It's just nice to, you know, I'm just quite enjoying the book. So I'm not too worried about getting it finished. So in terms of... Of my next read, Claire. Yeah. I've got a fun game for you. Okay. This is if I finish The Paris Apartment, which I'm hoping I will. (laughs) I'm going to read you the first line of a few books that I'm thinking about reading. This is exciting. (laughs) You have got to choose which book is my next read based on which line you prefer the most. Okay, go for it. So I'll start with the first one. Discarded medical equipment litters the floor, surgical tools blistered with rust, broken bottles, jars, the scratched spine of an old invalid chair. Okay. That's number one. Yeah. Number two. The Red Union had been attacking the headquarters of the April 28th Brigade for two days. That's number two. You've got to say this for desperation. It makes you much more open-minded. That's number three. And number four. My Sine is silent, but I can't sleep tonight. There you go. I have to say, for opening liners, I don't think any of them were any good. Uh, For me, it's either number one or number three. I thought you'd go for number one and number three, because I think they have the best lines. Yes. So... Can you say number three again? This is number three. You've got to say this for desperation. It makes you much more open-minded. Did you want line number two? Oh, yes, go on. Um, You've got to say this for desperation. It makes you much more open-minded. I really can see some positives in this flat. Oh, yeah. That's that's number three. Yeah, let's go for number one. Which was the other one you liked. Yeah. Was... Discarded medical equipment litters the floor, surgical tools blistered with rust, broken bottles, jars, the scratched spine of an old invalid chair. A torn mattress sits slumped against the wall, bile yellow stains poking the surface. (gasps) Uh, Number one. Number one, so you want to go for... 
the scary one, Claire, which is The Sanatorium by Sarah Pierce. You won't want to leave until you can't. That sounds great, yeah. It's about a that woman investigating lines. a murder. Well, I was I was <laughs> quite intrigued by the second line in number three because it was a flat one. But I think that sounds yeah. too much like you Lucy Foley one. Lucy, yeah. So I'm going number one, definitely. Which is um, a murder mystery in yeah. a, a sanatorium in, I think it's Sweden or Switzerland. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, that sounds good. <laughs> Did you like that game? <laughs> I loved it. I'm going to do that for you when I change my book. <laughs> <laughs> I I love looking at open like the first lines of books because actually yeah. when you look at them, some of them aren't that good. <laughs> no, and uh, actually they could definitely sell a book to somebody couldn't they open line I like the one I used to do a thing at the library didn't I where I mm. put the one liners up the first liners of the books so that the kids could go and find out what the the books were the book was yeah um so yeah you'll have to do that next time you get your book and I'll have to choose which one yes definitely <laughs> I'm gonna do that for did, you that was a great did idea did everyone agree though did everybody agree yeah <laughs> somebody comment on that yeah which one would yeah. they have gone for would you have gone for the sanatorium or were you interested in the other three um so that's all from us this week isn't it yes we will be getting to page 150 in the salt path by Raina Wynn. So follow along. Let us know your thoughts. You know, which characters did you enjoy the most in the crazy journey that we've read so far? Does Raina Wynn still have a nose? This is what I'm going to Google <laughs> after this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, so join us getting to page 150. We'll be back next week talking about more books and book related content. It is goodbye from me. And it is goodbye from me. Goodbye from me.